0: Welcome to the Lighter Church Podcast. Lighting the people to light the world through the knowledge of Christ. Visit www.tlc.net.ng and share the gospel of Christ today. Let's put our hands together for the Lord for giving us this great and wonderful and excellent and blessed day. Let's clap for the Master, our King and our God. Let's appreciate him for the life that he has given to us and the grace to be in church this morning. For taking us through the fasting and bringing us here to break it in worship, in declaration of prophetic utterances, and impartation of God's blessing. Let's clap for Jesus again. i like to welcome you to the church today. I thank the Lord that you are here. I thank the Lord that you made it to church today to be a part of what the Lord is doing. I thank the Lord that you did not obey the devil that wanted to discourage you from coming. And you came all the same. Nothing will stop you from getting blessed today. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said, nothing will stop you from getting blessed today. In the precious name of Jesus. What an awesome God we serve. I like the testimony of this sister, especially when she said that she heard God. She saw the dream and he held on to that dream. And she made a move and she had to prove God. Even through the challenges of the business. I mean, that is what it takes to be a child of God. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I just wanted to key into being led by the Spirit. It doesn't take any other thing but just to trust Him and keep asking Him to th- tell you things and reveal things to you. The way He leads you might not be exactly the same way He leads me or tell me things, but somehow He speaks. He leads, he guides, he directs. And somehow, God will never lead you astray. But God has never told us that wherever he's taking us, the road will be very smooth. And that is the difference. So you can easily get discouraged as you're walking in the path of God when the challenges come. But if you believe God has asked you, just hold on to where you're going to and be determined to get there. And he that have started it. We complete it. And that's the same way it happened as I was trying to ask the Lord for the promise of um, today, yesterday I was preoccupied with um, how this service is going to be because of the fact that we're breaking the fast today and we should be stepping into another realm after this moment. And then I was asking the Lord, what's the promise for your people? And I was going one way. My mind was taking me one way in one direction. It was really too much. And all of a sudden, the Lord... took me to the scripture and I was so amazed because not just that he took me to the scripture he began to give me in-depth revelation regarding the scripture and us as a church I was honestly so amazed I cannot say I've never seen this scripture before I cannot say I've, not, I've never read this scripture before. But this scripture is obviously not a regular scripture to me. And I can never remember having used this scripture for anything. Not a message, not for counsel, or anything at all that has to do with um, the word of God. Well, here we go. The Lord said to me, This is my promise for my people. And I said, Tell me more about it. I read it from the the, the King James Version, and that's how I took my journey. He said, For he said, I have had thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I couldn't get so much from that, and I went to the New Living Translation, as we read it this morning. And the Bible says, For God says, You know, in King James Version, it says, For he said, in the New Living Translation, you get it got very punchy to me. For who says? For God says. For God says. So God, what are you saying? At just the right time, I had you. Oh, you did not hear me before. He said, let's go on a journey. I am telling you that just the right time, I hear people. It's not necessarily the time they they spoke or asked, but I hear at the right time. You can speak, and that is stored up somewhere, reverberating in the realm of the spirit. But at the right time, he hears. Hearing does not mean his ears are deaf, but hearing has to do with remember me, O Lord. So at the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Now this is what blew my mind. <clears throat> and it now said, indeed, the right time is now. The right time is I said, Lord, what are I saying? He said, the promise. He said, promise to your people. Indeed, the right time is. The right time to hear you is. The right time to answer you is. And they now continue and say somebody shout today. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Now, this is one of the mysteries of the word of God. That today would have been written 2,000 years ago. You know that? But that today can mean today for somebody here. That today has been written many years ago. But the word today, as he applied to somebody, can be just today. When the Lord speaks, he speaks expressly. He speaks precisely. He speaks with revelation and with power. It depends on how you draw from it that determines how far you go with the word. And he now said today is the day of salvation. As a matter of fact, this was actually too much for me. This was actually too much for me to be taken as a promise. It's a declaration from the Lord for the lighted church. It's the love pronouncement for you and I for the now. This is the now message for us. Praise God. This is a word crafted from heaven, prepared over the time, over the years prepared over the months and over the weeks for the purpose of declaring it for you declaring it for me declaring it to the lighted Church today I believe God to open your eyes of understanding to behold this mystery because this is a mystery and by the time I unveil this mystery you'll be able to understand as a matter of fact There is no message than this message. So, you must be very attentive because the message is already been preached. I'm not talking about the promise. I'm talking about the declaration of God for us. So be very attentive and say, uh, Pastor, please, please finish this preamble and let's go to the message. The message has just started. So my prayer is that God will open your heart of understanding... So that you can be able to behold this mystery and take it as God's message for you as a person. God's declaration for you as an individual. And on the basis of this, I'd like to prophesy to you that you will not miss your own portion from this declaration in Jesus' name. None of you will miss your portion from this declaration in Jesus' name. None of you will miss you a lot from the declaration in Jesus' name. What the Lord planned for you, you must receive today. In the mighty name of Jesus. No power can contend with you and this word. No power can stop it. No distraction can stop it. The Lord that declared it is a year word from the Lord. And it's going to be an amen in you. In the name of Jesus. Shout that amen like you mean it. Yeah. The Lord has said yea and you say what? Yeah. The Lord has said yea and you say what? Yeah. The word is yea from the Lord and it is what to you? Yeah. Amen in Jesus name. Yeah. So be it. So be it. So be it. In the name of Jesus. Now, let me remind you something. You know, you have been waiting on the Lord. And supposedly you have been crying unto the Lord for these two weeks, saying, remember me, O Lord. We have been on the mountaintop, sending our supplication to the Lord and putting our challenges before him and said to him, Lord remember me I don't know what area you had actually cried unto the Lord for remembrance but some of you has cried unto him saying Lord remember your promise to me everything you have promised me remember some has cried unto the Lord and said Lord remember my prayers to you You say you are God that answer prayer, and have prayed severally concerning this situation. But this time, remember my prayers. Some would have also gone in the area of covenant and said, God, you are covenant-keeping, God. Remember your covenant with me. Remember my covenant with you also. At times, God gives us a covenant. At times, we on ourselves make covenant with God. And God, remember your covenant, O Lord, that you have with me. Some had cried and said, Lord, remember me in my challenges. I am presently going through issues of life and uh, I need you to remember me at this point in time to take away those issues. To heal me, to deliver me, to set me free, to turn my lot and change my situation Some would have prayed and said, remember me, when you visit your people with blessing. Don't let me go empty-handed. Remember me when you touch your people, as you have promised to touch your people. Lord, turn your face on me and remember my case. Somebody would have prayed. In whatever form, in whatever manner, in whatever way you have done this... You have sent your petition or supplication to the Lord. That is what we have done in these two weeks. And when we declare the fasting, we are made to understand that God really never forgets his people as much as the prayer emphasis or the emphasis for the fasting is, Remember me, O Lord. But God never actually forgets. So what are we talking about, remembering me, when he does not forget? And he took out a scripture that made us understand that a mother does not forget her suckling child. But even when, for whatever reason, any mother decides to forget her suckling child, he, God Almighty, will never forget us. And so that was made abundantly clear. And he explained the reason why. He said, I have engrafted you at the palms of my hands. So how can he forget you when you have been engrafted at the palm of your hands? The suckling mother did not engraft the baby at the palm of her hands. So she can stroll away. She can do things. The baby can be somewhere. Somehow her mind might just... Concentrate a little bit into her business, into her career, into her things, the certain things that she's doing. And off the baby for a while, just in a flash. But for God, it's impossible. Each and every one of you that belongs to him, he has engrafted the palm of his hand. So there is no flashing out. So he remembers us all the time. This is to say that there is no issue of forgetfulness with our God as touching our cases, our issues. So why are we asking him to remember us? Did he forget? So when I had to establish that the issue here is that remembrance that the Bible is talking about. When the Bible says, and the Lord remembers somebody, the Lord remembered Hannah, the Lord remembered Israel, the Lord remembered. Whenever the Lord, whenever the Bible records that, it is not as if God had actually forgotten that person. But it can only mean visiting that person at the appointed time of God. Because it might look as if those times that God did not move. Or shake or do anything concerning you. It might look as if God had ignored you. Or forgotten you. No, he didn't. He was simply waiting for a time. That he would do what he said he would do. Or he will do what you're asking to do. So he stores it up. And it looks like if he has forgotten. No, he has not. He has not. Don't make that mistake. And a whole lot of people have backslided in between the time they asked and the time God showed up because they couldn't wait for the timing. They were too much in a hurry to wait for that timing and to them, God has forgotten them. But can God forget? No. So the Lord made us understand through his word that it's just a question of timing. He needed to wait for such a time that he will fulfill his promise in that person's life or answer the person's prayer now, when it is time, when the said time comes, God turns his face on that same one person or that same set of people. The same set of people that their case was looking as if they were forgotten by God. And God begin to look at their issues and begin to sort them out one by one, case by case. Or if you're just an individual, the Lord would have his beam on that individual and sort him out or her as the case may be for good. So time became the only thing that was ever considered Whenever it looks as if God forgot somebody, God doesn't forget. He just waits for the set time and the appointed time. For reasons best known to him, because his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So he knows better our issues of life more than we do know. And I think he loves us and I know he loves us more than we do love ourselves, but we don't understand that. But irrespective of his timing, I want you to understand this revelation because we're going to concentrate on that for a while. Irrespective of what the Lord has revealed to us concerning you praying and God waiting for the time and God answering you in his time, making all things beautiful in his time, fulfilling his promise in his time. Doing what you expect for him to do in his time. Somebody said before you were forming your mother's womb I knew you and I've ordained you a prophet unto the nation They ordained him before he was formed But you never have to become a prophet Till a particular point in time So time is very important to the Lord But now, irrespective of his timing When his people desperately call upon him Like Hannah did. Like Jacob did. Like Israel did in Egypt. Desperately called upon the Lord. Like you have done over these days. The Lord moves his time backward, brings what he would have done tomorrow today bring what you would have done next year this year bring what you would have done three years from now this year and make this time our time to be remembered you don't seem to understand what I'm just what I've just said now in the Bible The, the scripture must understand that Hannah went to Shiloh burdened with her problem and her challenge and began to cry unto the Lord and say remember me, remember me oh Lord remember me oh Lord remember me, remember me and she was so desperate in asking the Lord to remember her that when she got back home And the husband knew her. The Bible said God remembered her. Probably would have been three years before, I mean, after that time, the Lord wanted to have done the mystery of Isaac. I mean, the mystery of Samuel. Maybe it was supposed to be five years from now, the Lord wanted to have done it. But somehow, Hannah pulled the hand of God to the now. To the reality of today. And said, God, I don't care really what you are doing. I don't even want to know what is happening. But now, I want you to remember me. And with that desperation, the Bible said, God remembered her. And so Jacob did. When he met the angel. In fact, I was so convinced that that was not actually the right time for... For that thing to have happened to to Jacob, because God has given him all the promises, but somehow he still felt that something was missing. If God gave me all those promises, why have I been suffering? I suffered in my father's house. I suffered in 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 Laban's house, and I, I suffered all kind of trouble. I, I think there's some that's something that the blessing has not encompassed. And so, when he had the opportunity to meet the angel, say, "If you don't bless me now, I don't want the blessing that go with suffering." and pains and struggles. I want the real blessing that will make me to enjoy my life and things will be coming for me without me having to struggle for it. That was exactly the kind of prayer I was doing to the, to the angel. I said, bless me now. Somebody said, you have been blessed. Blessing was pronounced to you. You took your brother's uh, bed right and that entails blessing. He said, that is what we are thinking. But what I have been going through is not a blessing that has no challenge attached to it. I want the real blessing where I relax and I enjoy myself and the blessing will come. So he said to the angel, bless me now. If you don't bless me, I won't let you go. And of course, the angel wouldn't want to bless him, And he kept wrestling with the angel. To the extent that his tie was dislocated in the course of that. But the angel had no option. But to bring what's supposed to have happened 10 years probably before then into the present, and he changed his name from Jacob to Israel. I'm giving that blessing. Now, listen to me. Assuming he did not wrestle with the angel, assuming he did not ask the angel to bless me, at what point in time would his name have been changed? You and I don't know. Assuming he has left the angel without wrestling, I can bet you for sure, this name would not have been changed that day. The blessing that was imparted unto him would not have been done that day. But he drew the powers of divinity, even to the present reality, and said, God, this is the time I want the blessing. And God blessed him. And from there, he never had any struggles. His story was smooth and easy. He was now enjoying the wealth of God and the blessing of God. Till the Lord began to plan for his son... To go to Egypt because of another level of blessing that they want to take him to. But then nobody ever heard about Jacob suffering any kind of mishap because then his name has been changed. The Lord is changing somebody's name today yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So that is what crying out to God does as touching God's timing. You bring the future to today. And that was what the Lord made me to understand. You know, Jesus told his mother, Mary, in John chapter 2, verse number 4. He told the mother, when the mother went and said, these people are asking for wine, the wine got finished. I mean, we just came in here and there's no more merriment. Everything to be dried up and, I mean, This is my relation's wedding for crying out loud. And Jesus said to her, My hour is not come. It's not my time to begin to do all these miracles. My hour has not come. So, woman, what's what's your problem with me here? I have not revealed myself to the world. Mary turned to them and said, "Whatever this man, this man you are seeing, this young man, say to you to do, just do it. But she interceded with some level of compassion in her heart because her relation was marrying and the wine got finished. So though Jesus said that his time was not come, he still did the miracle even when his time has not come. He didn't lie to the Father that his time has not come. He didn't lie for the fact that he was not supposed to do that. He was, he was not supposed to do that miracle at that point in time. He didn't lie for the fact that his time has not come for him to showcase himself to the world. That was the reality. But did he do that? Yes, he did. Because somehow somebody desperate that touched his heart had interceded and said, even when your time has not come, please do this. I don't know about the time. Do this. And of course, He told them what to do and he turned water into wine and the Bible recorded that that was the first miracle. Jesus did. Meaning that before then, he never did any miracle. And guess what? That was not the day he was supposed to have started doing miracles. That was what he told the mother. My time has not come. It's not my time to start this miracle thing. But somehow, did he have to respect that time anymore? No, because somebody had cried out to him. And that was exactly what also happened to this woman That the daughter was sick In Matthew 15 And Jesus said to her My ministry to the Gentile has not come Right now I am concentrating On Israel I am limited to the lordship of the house of Israel That is the position of my ministry as at now I am taking my time And doing it step by step. This is the time that I am limited to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And so it's not yet time for the whole world. It's not yet time for the Gentile. But the woman insisted. Jesus, I don't know about your timing. I don't know about anything. But I know you're a miracle working God. Even when it is not my time, do something in my own case. And of course, she was insulted left, right, and center. But she still held on, persisted, kept calling on Jesus. Till eventually, Jesus said, I've never seen this type of faith. I've never, I can't imagine this kind of faith, even in Israel. But anyway, whatever you want me to do, I will do it. Let your daughter be healed at this instant. Was Jesus lying when, she's, when he said that he was only restrained? towards the lordship of Israel no it was not time for him to expose his ministry to the entire world he was just concentrating on building up Israel and their faith in him but did he do what his timing did not permit him to do yes why did he do that because somebody desperately interceded and touched his compassion to help and so Jesus did something he was not actually so prepared to do You know the reason why? He controls time. God controls time. Time belongs to him. He knows how to use time to his own favor. He doesn't understand the reason for timing. In as much as he knows the importance of timing, the timing can be changed if you desperately appeal to him and speak to him like Hannah did like Jacob did and of course like this woman did and of course like Israel did the Bible said that the torture in Israel was so much when they were in Egypt and they cried, they were agonizing and the Bible said and God remembered his promise and his covenant with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob now listen to me as we are running up today, the Lord decided to move the time for every one of us and to give us a promise by saying the right time to hear you is now. Because you have cried unto me, because you haven't, you have prayed to me, because you have asked me to remember you. I don't know whether your time would have been two years time or five years time or next year or what. But I am not saying to you. Because you did what touched my heart like those that did what touched my heart. The right time for you to be remembered is now. He said, and the day of your salvation is today. Just because you have prayed and you have fasted, you waited upon me and you called upon me, the day of your salvation is today. So further put that the day to remember you is today and now. Praise the Lord. Now the dictionary meaning of salvation is prevention or deliverance from harm, from ruin, or from loss. Prevention from harm or ruin or loss, or deliverance from harm or ruin or loss to prevent you, or if you already need to deliver you. That's salvation. But the biblical definition is simply one word of four letters. S-O-Z-O Sozo That is what salvation is talking about Which means Healed, saved And delivered Healed, saved And delivered And so When the Bible said And the day of your salvation Is today It's meaning the day of your healing The day of your being saved And the day of your deliverance is today. Listen to this. The Lord is saying that today you are healed of every infirmity, every disease, every sickness, every situation that is discomforting you, every situation that is limiting you, that you are healed today in the name of Jesus for today is your day of salvation the Lord is for that saying that today you are saved you are saved from the operations of the enemy you are saved from the hand of the enemy you are saved from situations that have been running contrary to your blessing God has saved you from them just because today is the day of your salvation And Father said, today you are delivered. You are delivered from the powers of darkness. You are delivered from contrary situation. You are delivered from the challenges that you have been going through. You are delivered from situation that seems to be affecting your testimony in Christ. You are delivered from shame. You are delivered from frustration. You are delivered from barrenness. You are delivered from any kind of oppression that the enemy has put in your life. You are delivered from walking as an elephant and eating as an ant. And people think you are not doing anything. That you are slothful, you are lazy, and you are not amounting to anything. You are delivered from every situation that the enemy has kept you. In the name of Jesus. So that's what the Lord said when I was going through the promise and he said can't you see the relationship between this promise and the fasting can't you see the relationship between this promise and the father that you waited upon me and you were talking about timing and now I have to change the time to this time so that you can be favored so that you can be blessed so that you can receive So that you can be exalted above your problems, above your challenges, above your situation. Now I have brought the time to now. I have brought the time to today so I can answer you and I will glorify my name in your life. Shout hallelujah somebody. It simply means that today you are free. From all the attacks and the oppression of the evil one. You are free from every challenge. Today, you are delivered from every situation you are going through. Be it barrenness. Be it poverty. Be it sickness. Be it frustration. Be it joblessness. Be it lack of promotion. Be it frustration. Be it marital difficulties. Be it indebtedness. Whatever the situation might be, today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day of your deliverance. Today is the day of your deliverance. The day is the day of your saving grace. Today is the day of your healing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Lord has brought backward what he would have done sometime in the future. And bring it to today. And today is the reality of your deliverance. The reality of your promotion. The reality of your blessing. The reality of your transformation. The reality of your visitation. Because he controls time. He controls time. Listen to me. For your benefit. You must receive this for yourself. You know, I told us when we started fasting, that it's an individual thing. Individual, remember me, oh Lord, remember me, oh Lord. And I'm saying, now, for your benefit, you don't play religion about it. You must really receive this for yourself. I say, I don't know how many persons God is talking to. I don't know how many persons God wants to use Pastor Charles to talk to. But I know God is talking to me as a person, as an individual. Single yourself from the crowd. And receive it for yourself. Don't put yourself in a position where you miss your own portion of this visitation. A couple of minutes will be done with this service. Open your heart to see God touch you. And turn your lot around. Because you have not waited on him for nothing. In the name of Jesus. Please get seated for a while. Remember. That as we are about to start this year. The revelation continued. And I'm telling you what the Lord told me. I'm just interjecting to prophesy. Remember that as we are about to enter this year. Or as we step into this year. The Lord promised us that. This is our year of his glory what? Revealed. Meaning that he's going to reveal his glory in our lives. This year. Listen to me very well. And this, this be so, because it is so. You must be ready to see His glory revealed in your life before this year comes to an end. Is someone understanding me? I know a couple of people have said, God, even when you stop today, I know I've, I've seen your glory. That is good. Some people have really seen the glory of God revealed in their lives. And I'm, and I'm, I'm thankful to God for that. But there are a whole lot that are saying, this glory thing I have I'm not really quite have seen it. But the year has not ended. And the Lord is saying, Bring the reality of this fasting to the world that I have for your people and promise, and let them see what I am doing and what will happen to them before this year comes to a close. And that is why I'm saying to you, you must receive it as a person, as an individual, and try to work with it with the whole of your heart. Because without faith. It's absolutely impossible to tap into the power of grace. The grace is given, but we use faith to tap into it. Uh, The only way you can be saved is when you believe in your heart and confess it to your mouth, isn't it? But everybody has been exposed to the grace because God died. Jesus died for everyone. For God so loved the world. You became a Christian because you gave a life to Christ. Before you became a Christian, you were in the world. And I can tell you for free, there are few people here that their parents were actually born again. Few people here that their parents were actually born again. Or got born again before they got born again. Because I know that there are people that made their parents to get born again. So you are not a child of God from your mother's womb. And even when your parents are born again, there's, there's going to be a time where you are counting yourself. And you have to, on your own, give your life to Jesus. And make him your Lord and personal Savior. So the Lord spoke to us that this year his glory shall be revealed in our lives. Meaning that before this year come to an end. Now, there are two things that, or there are two types of things that happens when the Lord visits a person on his people. Two things happen. First, when the Lord visits a person, it turns for the good of that person. The person is delivered, the person is saved, the person is healed. God remembers the person and touch the person Whatever has been a problem over the life of that person is taken away. And the person now have a new lease of life to enjoy his life because the person has been delivered. The person has been set free. The person has been saved. The person has been healed for the Lord touched the person. So it's for your good. So by the time the Lord come true to you, like he did in Hannah's case, you will have your heart desire granted. And you'll be delivered from your problem. Whatever problem it might be. Like God delivered Hannah from her problem. When the Lord remembered her. For her good. For the person's good. For the person's blessing. Anytime God turns his face on somebody's case. But the other thing that happens is for his glory. The first one is for your good. The second one is for his glory. After the Lord has torn your captivity from the situation of your life trials and life challenges, which you have been praying about, his glory will be revealed. His power to take care of situation will be unveiled to the world. And somebody said, do you hear, have you heard what God did? For this person, in this person's case. And once that story begins to come that way, because God has touched you and changed you a lot, people will begin to say, This God now, wow, this must be a great and mighty God. Your blessing is His glory, your deliverance is His glory your promotion is for his glory your healing is for his glory those two things must go together if the Lord turns one's captivity which ends up to be the good of that person and the testimony of that person comes forth and the turn around does not give God glory then that's not God you didn't hear me. Somebody all of a sudden began to be a billionaire. And that billions is not attached to God, it could not be from God. Uh, somebody just had whatever he's desiring, and that in the desiring may be children or something. And that thing has nothing to do with the glory of God. That might not have come from God. Because there are blessings that come from the devil. And the devil will never want you to give glory to God. And if God is not taking the glory, there's something about that blessing. Many years ago, somebody we know. In a church we used to fellowship and have relationship with in terms of, you know, being a part of their crusade and funding their crusade to the glory of God. One of the ministers in that place had HIV and AIDS. And the church prayed and prayed and nothing seems to have happened. And, and um, I think the sister or somebody recommended that they go to a particular place. I don't want to call the name of the, of the so-called church. Somebody recommended that you go to that place. That when you get there, every kind of sickness is healed, everything is there, you know. So, so the gentleman reluctantly didn't believe in that person. But, well, rather than die, let me go because he has been brainwashed to say, Look, he's also a man of God. And he went there. And lo and behold, after some time, there was a form of healing. There was a form of healing. And he came to his church, very excited about God, and gave a testimony and said, God healed me. You know, most of you knew that I was in terrible sickness. You don't even know the kind of sickness I had. This is the kind of sickness I had. But I went to a man of God. He prayed for me. And he kept praying for me, and now I am totally healed. And as a matter of fact, I'm seeing that the count is changing rapidly, and I'm feeling so good. That night, that man that prayed for him came to him and said, You went to your church to testify that Jesus healed you. You didn't mention my name. I am telling you, uh, Mom, I still remember the story. <laughs> You didn't mention my name. Eh? You should go back and tell them that I healed you. He saw the dream. He woke up. He told his pastor. The pastor said, what do you want to do? He said, sir, if it is death, I will take it. If God does not want to do it by himself, but I will never give glory to a man. I've testified that Jesus healed me. And if Jesus decide not to heal me and take me to heaven, I know he will take care of my family. And the guy refused to go and testify. And of course, after some time, the sickness came back. And of course, he died. But now, how can a man of God, in quote, be an instrument in healing somebody, in quote, and went to the person and said, you must say that I healed you. He wants the glory and not Jesus. Because Jesus was not a part of that healing. (laughs) Do you hear me? Jesus was not a part of that show of make-believe. Maybe Jesus had his own plans. So he had a make-believe kind of healing by somebody from the devil. And the devil said, you must say, this my instrument healed you. And of course, he refused. He refused because he felt that Jesus healed him. If Jesus truly healed him, he wouldn't have healed him through that demon. Because there's a contention between who takes the glory, the devil or God. So, what I'm saying in effect is this if the testimony is not attached to Jesus, and I'm not talking about lip service, I'm talking about in reality. If you are not sure that Jesus did it, Jesus didn't do it. Because everything Jesus does brings about your blessing and brings about his glory. For each miracle he does, his glory is revealed. And that is the essence, I must tell you, friends, of allowing us to go through challenges of life. Don't about the glory before the time, by going to the wrong place. Because he will not be glorified there And that it will not last So we must understand That whatever thing that the Lord does Is forever And must give him the glory The Lord's design from any challenge That we are going through Is to use it to promote us As well as to use it to glorify himself So the more the challenge The more the testimony When he delivers you and the more the glory that he derives from the situation. And you must understand that the revealing of his glory... Through any situation... Make people to know him... And believe in him. That is the whole essence. Whenever you want people to know about him... And you are going through a challenge... Hold on to him. And tell him, Lord this situation must be to your glory. (laughs) By the time you turn like captivity, it will turn to your glory. I will not stop talking about what you have done to me and forever. I will preach with that testimony. You are touching his heart. You are going into a strong covenant. Like Hannah said, if you do this for me, I will bring this child to you in the altar and I will submit him to you to serve you all the days of his life as a demonstration of my gratefulness to you the demonstration of you taking the glory for what you have done I'm not going to take him to my house I'm not going to take him to any person I'm not going to give him I am taking it back to you where he comes from little did he know that taking him back to God where he came from will make him the number one person in entire Israel You must be ready to talk to God about you and the challenge you have gone through and be ready to give him glory for that. That is where the synergy is formed. Whenever God therefore wants people to know about him, he allows his people to go through the challenges that they would have gone through and that will make people to know him by the time he delivered them from the challenge that he allowed them to go through. From the same problem, his people are blessed and his name is glorified. That is standard from Genesis to Revelation. So whenever you are going through all kinds of diverse affliction, you say, God, I know your glory must be revealed in this and by the time you take me out of it, I am ready to enhance that revelation of the glory by letting people know that if not for God that have been by my side. You don't need to blame him for allowing it to come to you, which you do every day. God, why do you allow this? It's for my glory. Hold on. No, you shouldn't why should my problem be your glory? No, I mean, it's just like um, the, the parable of the talent. The one he gave one talent, decided to hid it. And by the time he went reckoning, The one he gave five, produced five. Well done, you good and faithful servant. Gave two, produced 100%. And the other one, he said, look, I know you, 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 this man. You like to reap where you didn't sow. Your talent is here. Why do you want me to work for your, for your, for for the talent? Let me leave my, I, I didn't want to work for your talent. I kept it for you. And the Lord said, really? You didn't even put it in the bank. So that he can use some level of interest for me. I mean, bank on it. You A little bit of testimony, a little bit of, so that I can get something. He said, no. Matthew 25. Ah, no, I don't. I know you now. Why, why do you want to use me? To get 100%. Why do you, why do you want to use me? Why are you using me? <laughs> why are you using me, master? He said, okay, bring that, bring that. He brought the talent. He said, take now. Isn't that one he didn't Take. And the Bible says he gave it to somebody else that produced hundred. But you know what happened to that guy? <laughs> you need to read it. <laughs> That's why the Good and Faithful Servant Conference. You need to read what happened to that guy. There was weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, we blame God. I said, God, why do you allow? Who, who would he have allowed to, to go through it? So when the blessing comes, will you distribute it to me? Will you give? Will you start sharing the blessing? Uh, you know that challenge I went through, God now blessed me. Everybody come and take one, $1 million dollars. <laughs> will, will you do it? Uh, he said, no, go through your own. Carry your own cross. <laughs> I waited on the Lord and he delivered me from my afflictions. So said David. So go through it. That's why I say, Count not all joy when you go through all these onyama-yama problems. No house rent, no school fees, no... Can't all joy. God, why should I count it all joy? Why, and you are the King of kings and Lord of lords because that's something I want to do with it. I want to bless you and lift you up and transform you and I want to take the glory when you stand in the congregation of gospel to say to them what I have done for you. And they say, God, you are your own. Your own is too far. Your own is too long. Let me take the shorter cut. And he will leave you. And you deny him of his glory. And you deny yourself of the blessing that makes rich. And does not add any sorrow to it. So hold on. And I'm happy to announce to you that the time of your salvation is today. (laughs) In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every challenge that is in a person's life is an opportunity for the glory of the Lord to be revealed without fear. Every challenge in somebody's life as a child of God is an opportunity for God to reveal his glory. Even your own challenge that is looking at me this morning. God is about to be glorified. I say God is about to be glorified. So, it is in the deliverance that is giving you that he tells the word that is God. Now take the case again as I'm closing of the first miracle that Jesus did. The wine miracle. I want to take it again. The Bible said the wine finished on them. Meaning that they are joy. They are source of joy. They are source of happiness. They are source of celebration. Because he adds to the celebration. Drinking they are making merry, they are dancing, they are happy, and everything went dead. It's just like you are, you are enjoying your music, and music is playing, and never take light. Generator is not working. What are you going to do? Everything went. Shh. You have invited people. People are there, you know, enjoying and dancing, good music, and they are happy. All of a sudden, the light went off. Everywhere became pitch dark. You try generator is not happening. What are we going to do? Can the people go or will they stay? Or oh, let's try to stay. But how long can they stay? Ah, the party is almost over. Because what brings the joy? What brings the energy? For the goodness of the occasion has been taken away from the people. That was what it meant when the wine finished. The people had a problem. Their source of joy was vanished. But you see, after the miracle... A people got a better and a sweeter wine to satisfy their desire. How can I describe it? How can I describe this with light? Probably never had ceased, has taken light for the past one year, never gave that, that, that community light or for some time. They were never even connected to the grid. There was never light. And so they were using generator. And the generator would be going... But somehow they're enjoying... They're still dancing. Generator will go... You know? The generator will be going up and down. You know how it is when you have more power than the power of the generator. But somehow there was light and somehow the music was going on. Oh, let's manage it. That's what we're used to. And all of a sudden, the generator kukuma died. Oh, Lord... Even this one we are managing is finished. And they went to Jesus. Jesus, what do we do? Ah, it's not my time to do any miracle. Lord, please help us. And all of a sudden, he said, Whatever I say to you, do. Just look on me and say, Jesus, give us light. And I said, Ah, Jesus, give us light. From nowhere, the grid was restored. You have a high power light everything became bright and beautiful. The light was no more fluctuating. The music became better. The enjoyment became better, the light became better. Better than what you used to have. And so, the latter blessing became better than the former. So, in that first miracle, there was problem. But when God finished with them, there was joy, there was celebration, there was everything. But listen to me, the Bible recorded that from that day, in John chapter 2 verse number 11, reading from the New Living Translation, this miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. You know what they meant to me? The the disciples were following him. But is this one really a Messiah? (laughs) You know, at times you can be following somebody. Well, this is, let's just belong here. But are you sure this man is the man of God? (laughs) The Bible said that was the first miracle that Jesus did among the people, in the congregation of God's people. And his glory was revealed. Even to the extent that not only the people that saw the miracle believe in him Those that have been following in him that were doubtful Began to believe in him There is something the Lord will want to do for you You are siblings, we believe that you are a child of God You are friends, we believe that you are a child of God And the whole world will see you and call you a child of the living God In the name of Jesus Those that were doubting your salvation will celebrate you Those that were doubting your prayer we celebrate you those that were doubting your ability to serve God we celebrate you because not only the world we know that you serve a great God those around you that have been doubting I'm thinking you are wasting your time we know that truly your God is the great God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus you see the satisfaction of the marriage audience brought about the revelation of the glory in Jesus the people were satisfied and Jesus was glorified. The sickness in the, and the resurrection of Lazarus, the Bible said, brought about an incident that made people to think that Jesus cannot do what he said he will do. Even Thomas. That the doubting Thomas, if you read the book of, of John number 11, we see that Thomas was saying, hey, let us all go and die, self Because when we get there, with all this promise, they will just kill us. Let us just go and die. This is Jesus, is <laughs> just talking. He's just talking. They didn't believe. And Jesus now decided to make the, 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 the situation a four-day condemned case. And then I go there and raised Lazarus from the dead. Ha! How did you do it? Thomas himself, calm down. All the disciples, calm down. And the world was coming to look at Jesus, who raised Lazarus from the dead after the fourth day. A case that was forgotten and condemned, brought about the blessing of the people, blessing of Lazarus, resurrection of Lazarus, and the jubilation of the family, and ultimately brought about the glory of God. Whatever situation you are going through right now, Even when it has not gotten to the extent of Lazarus' case. That situation will bring about your promotion. It will bring about your elevation. And Jesus will be glorified. And Jesus will be glorified. And Jesus will be glorified. In the name of Jesus. Every person that hears this testimony. We begin to call Jesus the Lord. We begin to believe that Jesus is Lord. In the name of Jesus, this is the concluding part of your story. This is the concluding part of this fasting. This is the concluding part of this waiting. This is the concluding part of this prayer. That the Lord has answered you today. The Lord has remembered you today. Your day of salvation is today. You have been promoted today. And the Lord is glorified in your life from today. In the name of Jesus. The Lord is finally turning your captivity today. The Lord want me to tell somebody here that the chain of limitation that the enemy has tied round about you is broken. Now listen to me very well. Bring it down a little bit. This pronouncement is a special revelation. When I was listening to God and communicating with the Holy Spirit regarding this. And he said that I should, set, I should say to people here... that the chain that the enemy had tied down around them... that is not making them to make progress. They are struggling and the chain will drag them back. As if as they are making effort and they are sweating... and they are not getting anywhere with it. The chain has been tied down and decreed in the kingdom of darkness... That this person or persons will not be able to achieve his hard desire. Will not make progress in life. Will remain and be dancing round circle and the walking round circle. With all the effort, it's not coming to anything. And the Lord said, I should say to you that that chain that the enemy used in tying you down is broken today. So this is the day of your salvation. This is the day of your salvation. This is the day of your promise fulfilled. In the name of Jesus. That chain that made you to be dancing in circle is broken today. That chain of limitation from you making progress is destroyed today. From this moment you are free to prosper. You are free to have your children. You are free to be married. You are free to inherit your inheritance. You are free to be healed. Your prayer is now receiving freedom to be answered. You are free to become what God has planned for you. You are free to fulfill your destiny. You are free to reign. You are free to rule. You are free to dominate. You are free to excel. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus The Lord has eventually remembered you today The Lord has eventually remembered you today The Lord has eventually remembered you today Congratulations! Somebody!! Congratulations! Somebody!! Congratulations! Somebody!! In the name of Jesus Stand to your feet and begin to give Him praise Stand to your feet and begin to give Him praise Stand to your feet and begin to give Him praise praise. That chain is broken. That power limiting you is destroyed. That power limiting your progress is destroyed. You are free. You are free. You are free to be what God promised you. You are free to be what God promised you. You are free to be what God wants you to be. In the name of Jesus, begin to give him praise and glory. Begin to to magnify his name. Begin to appreciate him. For he has done great things for you. He has done great things for us. He has delivered us from the hands of the captive. He has delivered us from the hands of the enemy. He has delivered us from the hands of the wicked ones. And now we are free to be who God wants us to be. Receive grace today. In the name of Jesus. Receive power from heaven today. In the name of Jesus. The Lord has done it. And there is nothing the enemy can do about it again. In Jesus name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information on The Lighted Church, visit tlc.net.ng or follow The Lighted Church on Instagram and Facebook. God bless you.